Welcome to the Call the Farms podcast. This is a rallying cry to embrace the land, cultivate self-sufficiency, and sow the seeds for sustainability. Hi, I'm Tim Ng, and I'm your host today, and I'm joined with my lovely wife, Sophie. Hey, everyone. Well, this is our final episode of the year, 2023. We love to just wrap things up and take a look back at how we spent the year and what we're looking forward to in 2024. So exciting. This is also our fourth episode of the month. First month of the year that we've hit four episodes this month. And we're going to try something new. We're going to go no edits. So this may be interesting. Well, you know, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's start it off here. Um, You know, our children love to read. And we recommended some books for them, some nonfiction books, because they love to read fiction. They just devour books, which is a really good thing. We love that they love to read. And some of the books that we're looking at, or we recommended for them, was uh, Tony Robbins, Money Mastery of the Game, and Ramit Sethi, I Will Teach You to Be Rich, and as well as Dave Ramsey's Entre Leadership book. Yeah, I mean... It's just really, you know, mindset. I just got back from a trip to California, and that was where I spent my Christmas holiday. We were there. Well, I just say we. It was it was me mm-hmm. um, there with my friend, uh, our friend that we've known for what, like eighteen years before you and I got married. She shot our photos for our engagement photos. Um, our engagement photos, quote unquote, but we also eloped at the <laughs> courthouse, and so she was there. Yeah, uh, and you know she was also there at our wedding. She was she's always been like a supportive ours for the last you know two decades almost, and so she called me what, like a week before Christmas. She did, and it was like six o'clock our time, so three a.m. in California time, and you know, it was an emergency. And she said, I didn't know who else to reach out to that could, you know, that I could go fight in and that I could um, get a good balance. This is what she said, between a good kick in the butt, but also be there to support her emotionally. <laughs> and I thought that was an honor to be that person for someone. So you were the one that said you need to fly out there. I did. I did suggest that. I, I overheard the conversation and I don't know. I just like, you know what? Just I could hear just the gravity of everything, the situation. She's not one to reach out often. And she was in a dilemma. Yeah. And and she was really like crying out to you. And I'm like, you know what? You really need to go out and see her. I know it's the holidays, but that's what are the, what's the meaning of the holidays really is to be with loved ones. And that includes friends, really good friends. Well, I mean, the, other factor in that was our other really, really good friend mm. um, yeah. and sister of mine had already planned to come down to visit us and the farm for the holidays, for the Christmas holidays. And, um, you know, so that was a huge factor because... Wait, how do you balance how that? How do you balance that when you, like, you have a... You love one friend more than the other friend? No, you it's know, not it's even just, that at all. I, I know, you know? Just <laughs> But I think what's so wonderful about the people that we have now chosen to be our selected family Mm -hmm. understand these types of things because you know if it was us years ago back in california with our california friends um and relationships i think we would be worrying about well you know we already made friends and the expect we already made plans and the expectations Mm -hmm. are we need to uphold these uh and it would put us in a really strained position with both friendships, right? And yeah, to the point where now, you know, uh, Danny, our my sister, came down anyway to spend the holidays with you and the the family, and even with our mentor John for on the twenty fifth. It was it was it was amazing. I mean, just what you were just talking about. She understood why you had to go to California yeah. because she knows you would do the exact same thing. Like you would, I would drop everything to help her out and you know, vice versa. And 
you not being there on Christmas, but her and her her boyfriend being with us, it just filled that void because there was just still that love. Why why do we spend holidays with family and friends we don't get along with or <laughs> have so much anxiety over a get together? Yeah, over the and, and put on a put on a show, put on a face. No, holidays should be spent with people you love and and, and friends that you truly value. Yeah. So that, that was very special. It it was. It was. I'm so happy that she was here for you guys at home and she got to see a little bit <laughs> of our life. You know, I didn't even get to clean up because I there was a part of me that was worried that, you know, that was thinking she was going to cancel anyway because I wasn't going to be here. Mm. But she came and the house wasn't exactly where I wanted it. But, you know, she she texted me and she said, I'm obsessed, you know. Um, and, and I said, you know, stay forever. <laughs> yeah. I, oh my gosh, I was so stressed out because, well, it, first off, it meant a whole lot that she came even after I said, you know, Sophie's not going to be here. <laughs> and she still wanted to come regardless. And that was really, really, really special. And then I was all stressed out because she came and, and I'm cooking her, you know, she's just like you. She's very, like, very strict about her health and about her food. And, you know, you wrote a cookbook and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm the the hey, cook with author's husband well, and I'm going to need to perform. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you know, it's yeah. not that we're strict. It's just that we've raised our standards and our standards are very high. That is true. Right. <laughs> and she said, oh my gosh, I'm eating pho straight from the source. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, did I make this correct? Yeah. I mean, this is how I make it, you know, based off of, you know, how we do it in the family. But it was, it, it was good though. I, I really enjoyed hosting and it was really cool. It was just really low key, uh, and I loved having them over. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I mean, I so I I flew out to California for nine days, which has been the longest that I've ever been really away from family. And you know, it was a lot of and helping my friend situation. It we went through a lot of mindset stuff, mm-hmm. and I when I arrived, she had a list of. Sophie's things to do. And I thought, you know, she had it on the table. She's like, hey, I just want to make sure that you keep me on track and that these are the things that I um, I really want to make sure you nail down. And I took a picture of this because it also made me at that moment think, wow, this is what I mean to someone. You never really know what people see you as or like what role you play in their lives especially in a situation like this where it's a dire situation it's uh an emergency situation is such is what it was um but you know she had logistical things on there she had career advice she had pick up boxes you know wraps essentials um setting up accounts walking around the house with her and making notes of things to to rebuy retirement advice uh, keeping me on schedule, on time, fed well, and I just looked at the the list, and I and I, you know, I just really appreciate it because it makes me think about. You know, I, I I didn't even realize that that other people see me as like the logistical person. If things go down, I would want Sophie on my side for these these reasons, mm-hmm. and I just never really thought about what that is. I mean, in the last decade what have i been known to do build websites start businesses um, start a farm cook food from scratch being living an intentional life and so in that i would say like five days that i was there we really went through a lot of the things that we're now we had already been talking to our children about you know i told her about buying the book i will teach you to be rich we uh, while we had a break in the morning and eating breakfast, we were watching Tony Robbins. Um, I what is it? I'm not your guru on Netflix. We don't have Netflix uh, at home here, but she did. And I, and I was telling her these things about you and I have gone to UPW before mm-hmm. and would love to go to date with Destiny. And and she said, oh, you know, you know, Tony Robbins has this Netflix series or this this documentary. And I said, well, we should watch it. I had no idea what it was about. But we watched it, and I'd put it on pause. I was explaining to her like these are these are the limiting beliefs. These are some areas of like self awareness. You know, we should think about. 
um, and how to overcome them, thinking about an abundance mindset, growth mindset, but also raising your standard, protecting your time with people, with things, with activities, even considering a career change. And that's what we were talking about. And that's what she was talking about on that list of what is, you know, can you talk to me about career advice? So like early in the morning, we were watching these things during the day we were packing at night when we would just settle down, we were talking about the things in life that matter, like what are your next steps? These are things that we're doing right now are all kind of short term, but we need to think about long term investments, you know, real estate, stocks, um, you know, your retirement. So it was just crazy that these are the normal conversations I had. It wasn't that she wrote them down, it just naturally flowed. But looking back at it now, uh, it did tie in with the the list of things that she had uh, intended for for us to talk about. Yeah, that's beautiful. Let's talk a little bit more about the Tony Robbins. You, <laughs> you were mentioning that because we are having our children, as I mentioned from the beginning. These are the books that we want them to to read. Yeah, one they're they're easy to read. They're pretty entertaining, but they they really get to the heart of the matter of changing the way you think about things. And well, let's start off with the Tony Robbins since you were just talking about it, and it was just. How do you up your game, right? How do you live healthier? And we've done that this past year with, well, more than just the past year, but you documented it through your cookbook in eating better so they can live healthier. And to the way that we do life, you know, upping our game and changing kind of a career, really. When you left your career in tech, people were wondering, why'd you go from high tech to low tech? And it was, it was actually to elevate our game because of how we viewed the world and how what we value too and going right after it. And then also the relationship wise, having healthier relationships. Yeah. And that's something that we don't only want them to read about. We want to see mommy and daddy model this as well and how we live our lives. Right. Like, I was telling my friend and I tell the children and I tell you and, you know, we have such a limited amount of time on on a daily basis, but also here on earth. (laughs) And so the time that we do have, and I feel like we're in a unique situation where we both still work. I, you know, we have our homestead, we cook our meals from scratch, we homeschool the children, we, you know, travel for work, we're... It's our time is so limited, um, even in our daily, like, you know, in the last couple of weeks, I've been getting up at four o'clock in the morning just to get some extra work done before everybody gets up. But, and what I was telling my friend going through, you know, the challenging times is, you know, she, for example, she is a phenomenal artist. Her whole family is. And she had these, and we've received these from her too. So I just, I so appreciate them. But they are hand drawn, watercolored, personalized cards that she just makes for her dear friends, like her friends. And one of the things that I challenged her was you spend all this time on making these cards. Um, and it's so beautiful. But where are these friends of yours during a time of need? And I'm not, I'm not saying that to make you feel bad or anything, but just to remind you to be so protective of your time that not everyone should be should have full access to you at all times. And so that for the friends that do matter and your relationships that matter, friends or family, mm-hmm. but the relationships that do matter, you're able to give your 100, 200% into. So in this situation where I was explaining to her, like, you know, here I am, I am opening your old mail, and I normally get paid X amount of money per hour. But I'm not calculating that because I'm here for you. But every other aspect of my life, whether I'm spending time to go grab coffee with someone or, you know, establishing new relationships and things like that and friendships and or, or even relationships, working relationships... I have to calculate whether it's worth the time 
that I can give to someone. I can't be on the phone for hours at a time. I can't have a four-hour coffee. Like, you know, I can't do it for everybody. But I'm, I, we are that way so that we can be there and give freely to those that really matter to us. Mm-hmm. So that was... You know, that's one of the things that Tony Robbins says really well. And I don't normally prescribe to his stuff, so I have no idea what what else he talks about. But we went to the Unleash Your Power Within event. Yes. And that was the only entry to Tony Robbins that you and I have had. We don't prescribe to any of that. Dave Ramsey helped us get out of debt. Yeah, Dave Ramsey. And he (laughs) says, you need to live like no other so that you can live like no other. And we we love his his stuff. It, It works. We got out of debt yeah. from it. Totally, highly recommend it. And then I will teach you to be rich from Ramit Sethi. That is, well, I just love the way that he and we watch his. Um, well, we just started. We just now we got Netflix. We didn't have it, but because of your well, we <laughs> your got trip off of Netflix. Now, yeah, now yeah. we just got back on, but but not proud of that. Listening to his <laughs> podcast as well, the way that he explains it, where. You know, Dave Ramsey one is like you need to like cut spending and everything, but and and not do budgeting because budgeting is looking backwards. Ramit says you need to do conscious spending. So, you know, he emphasizes on how you can spend extravagantly on the things that you do love, but cutting costs mercilessly on the things that you don't. And to actually have honest conversations with your spouse on money which is not a very is not a favorite topic for most couples and it's it's great because it's all about being honest with yourself and learning like the power of money right and having it work for you so that you can live the life that you want to live and this whole mindset shift change like you were just talking about homesteading homeschooling these are really big things we didn't do it overnight these are these are years and years we we did the UPW with Tony Robbins, I think maybe back in 2010, 2007. Oh, no. Yeah, it was a while ago. A while ago. And so it was something we didn't do overnight. Like, you didn't snap your fingers to do it. And we want to be able to leave these breadcrumbs for our children, just like having this podcast, right? And so that they have something documented that your parents weren't crazy. This is the reason why we went down this path to homestead. And working in real estate, we talk with so many clients, we speak with so many people, and a lot of people dream about homesteading. A lot of people dream about farming, that it's romanticized, right? You're like, who doesn't want to grow their own food and eat their own food? But then there's always, okay, well, do we have the time to do it? Do we have the finance to do it? Do we have the know-how, the skill sets to do it? And those are barriers that people may stop. And a lot of people do stop. But but these books, like they help they helped us because we had those same obstacles and same questions, but it pushed us over. Right. And I think that's one of the reasons why Chelsea Green went with me to write the book, because they I remember one of the feedback that they said was, you know, even though you don't have a large social media following, what your story is your family story is so relatable to so many people being military, uh, coming from the city into the country, moving across state lines, having this life of convenience, and now moving into a more intentional, old-fashioned life, um, honoring our heritage and our traditions, and living back, you know, a hundred years. These are things that people aspire to do, but they have a lot of these mental roadblocks. You know, I, everywhere I go, and I you, you know, even on this trip, I heard, you know, a, another new friend say, yeah, I've just wanted to homestead. I don't know why. I want to do it. You know, and, and the first thing is, hey, why don't you do it? Why, what, what's stopping you? And these are the, I think it's because you and I have had so many of these retrainings of, the work from, you know, the the greats here to help us work through these growth mindset um, shifts in, in my career. My career is literally in, in growth and like how to get over, how to do as much as you can with very little. Yeah. To raising your standards, which I think this year has been, I mean, we've, we've clearly done this with like our food. I want to just say that so much so 
Like I, we are so meticulous with our food, so much so that we are literally having to start our own farm because even with grass-fed, grass-finished beef, that's still not enough for me to to trust that label. Because even with the farmers here, they're still spraying. When I ask them, you know, do your do you do grass-fed, grass-finished? And they say, yeah, we do. And then they mock me for asking that question because you know. Hey, little lady, don't you see that every cow out here eats grass? Yeah. And so my counter question to them is, yeah, well, what do you spray on your grass? And they'll say, oh, you know, well, we just spray graze on. And I'm done with the conversation. Mm-hmm. These are the, the you know, because I have raised my standards in my food and the quality of my food so much, I don't trust anybody else to do it for me. I have to do it for ourselves. Like, we have to do it for ourselves. Because uh, I know exactly we can put our eyeballs on it. We know our animals. We know what they eat. We know we put in, what we put in our soil. We know how we clobber our milk, how we, the quality of everything, you know, and and. I don't do it to sell. I honestly, you know, we we live and farm this way yeah. because this is this is our standards. And I remember someone, our neighbor came and and um, he wanted a chicken, and I said, "Well, we don't we don't sell our chicken." And he said, "Well, sell it. You know, I I want to pay." And um, I said, "Okay, it was seven dollars a pound, which is actually nothing now. This was a year ago, and now we're looking at eight fifty um, a pound of." chick for a pound of a whole broiler chicken this was in nashville and he made a comment later on saying well you know this isn't beverly hills and i'm thinking and i told him i said well you know i don't raise my food to sell this is how we eat i clabber we we clearly raise our own cows i clabber the milk i feed the chickens this clabbered milk some people just soak their chicken in milk and maybe that's fine but for me, it's not enough. I want to improve the gut health of our chicken because overall, the chicken is healthier. We eat the chicken, we become healthier. And it's eating foraged grass off of soil that I know that we have amended, right? So all these things, like we have raised our standard for our food and quality of our food so much. Obviously, it's going to spill over to raising our standards into the people we're going to welcome into our lives and our family's lives and especially my children's lives. Like it's natural to go through this, but it didn't just happen overnight. And and that's why, you know, it's it's so important for you to re- raise your standards so that when these opportunities come or when you clearly have a line defined as like, this is where I'm drawing the line in the sand and we're not going to go any further in in accepting this for me and for my family, decisions become extremely clear. It's not easy to start a farm in California and then it's really not easy to have that farm and move it across a state line, much less all the way across the country. But you have to ask yourself these tough questions as like, what do you want for your life and what do you want for your children's lives? And demand that. You have to demand that. You have to protect that so much. Your time, your expenses, what you're willing to accept into your life. Because if you keep living your life on the sidelines, you're not going to get far. You have to do things that are, you have to know your worth. You have to know what's worth your time and who's worth your time. Absolutely. You have to do things out of your comfort zone. You have to get uncomfortable you hit the nail on the head about time. You know, when we started this conversation, you're talking about time and how you ruthlessly protect your time because we often get this question like, well, how do you do everything? Like, how do you address all these things? And, and I, we talked about these books because these are the gurus and it's all about prioritizing what's important in your life and just seeing it more clearly like what you just said. And you have to be very especially protective about your time. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, time is the one thing that we all have as a common denominator, whether you're a multimillionaire or you're poor or you're this skin color or that, or you're in the city or you're in the country or you're an old person or a young person. That is the one thing we have that's in common. We have 24 hours a day. 
you know, and it's like, what are you going to do with the 24 hours? And I hate, I get that question all the time. Like, how do you do it all? And I really, really resent that because I am ruthless about protecting my time, your time, Mm -hmm. our family's time. Those are, those are things we can't take back. So people think, you're you're watching us and you may think that, oh, well, you know, we do this, that, and the other, but those are the things that matter to us. Yeah. And then you were just talking about the chickens, the broiler chickens. I want to go back to this because I'm tired of the stereotype. Oh, you guys are from California and you're just opportunists and you're looking to make a quick buck. And that is absolutely far from the truth because just like what you said with our broiler chicken story, we're so serious about, you know, eating healthier and growing our own food. We're not doing all this to make more money. In fact, in, I, in fact, we're I losing money. I don't want to sell it. I yeah. honestly, there's a part, like I've told you before with our dairy. Yeah. If I do not get jars back from people, it makes me so irked because it takes extra time in my headspace to track my jars and it's not worth it like even at the price that we sell a gallon of milk it is not worth it we do it for the community and i've told you time and time again and we need to really reevaluate this in 2024 we don't have to do this if it stresses us out where mm-hmm. where it's more trouble than it's worth then we just don't sell there are many uses on the farm with the milk we are and we are just, I wanted to highlight it because we are doubling down on skill sets. We are doubling down on health, food health. You know, just recently, I just came back from Sonoma and from a Korean natural farming conference because I want to get even deeper and collaborate with others and build this network of those who are doing it right, going back to traditional farming methods. And KNF is uh, a great example of how we can create these you know, and cultivate these microbes, you know, um, IMOs, indigenous microorganisms, to grow them so that we can have long-term health for our soil so that we can grow the food that is highly nutritious, you know, and that's, and and it just goes back around. And (laughs) I also want to mention too, like, don't go into homesteading to make money because homesteading is not about making money. It's about, it is a lifestyle change So back to these mindset shifts, it is a lifestyle change that you're willing to do for your health, for your family, to build a legacy, because it is the right thing for you. And you have to make that decision for yourself, not because you're going to follow like a bandwagon or anything like that, because it's popular, it's going on right now. It's because there is a lot of work. You have to roll up your sleeves and do the work. Right. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I'm really passionate about it because, you know, this year has been a huge shift for us and it's been a lot of growth, a lot of learning, and a lot of new personalities that have come out of the weeds. And we have just, you know, there there's a lot that we've had to work off of and there are people that, you know, are are responding from a place of fear. Of their own fear and their own limiting beliefs and limiting mindsets. And again, I'm so, so protective of this. I will not take any of that. That will not happen. And it will not enter our family and our family's lives. Like, you need to work on yourself. Everybody does. You know, you do. I'm aware that there are areas in my life that I do. But I also surround myself with people who are going to call me out. And I'm not afraid of that. Like, there's such a healthy relationship with friends who can call you out. Yeah. And and I will call other people out too because you should know that that you need to raise your standards. You need to be a better person and um, not to be afraid of that. You shouldn't be ashamed of it. Like we all have errors in our life and mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, we do forgive. There's just certain things that we accept and what we just don't accept, you know, and, and um, where's that silly movie that has, he talked about the trust circle, the circle of trust. Let's meet the parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Robert De Niro. Okay. Classic. Right. <laughs> but I remember that like a visual as a, I don't know, as a, like in high school or in college when we watched that movie. And it's so true. There's 
so many people that you can have in your circle and there's a you know you should be selective as to who you should have and the ones that we want to surround ourselves with have a growth mindset who are givers who forgive and who give freely that's one of the reasons why like on our homestead i never want to like i i don't seek to make a full-time income and put all that pressure on ourselves um, from our farm, from our homestead, because that will put a, a certain level of stress and anxiety over the value that I place on the food. So now I'm not going to be able to give as freely as I do. For example, if you know, if if milk was the only income, or if our if we had a CSA and that was the only income that we had. Um, to put that pressure on us would mean that I wouldn't be able to give milk freely away to someone who needed needed it, or give our you know tomatoes away without having to calculate per pound how much a tomato at five dollars a pound would be. I don't want to do that. I want to be able to, and like we did over the last summer. And um, fall, we gave away a lot of our tomatoes. We gave a lot away a lot of our peppers and um, and our yogurt and our milk. If anybody is sick, we're giving them broth. Like these are the things that I want to be able to freely give without that pressure of like, well, it's actually valued at ten dollars for a small bag of tomatoes. I don't want to do that. So I think you know that I think that's where it comes back to if. Any of this farming ever gets to a point where, you know, I get we get too stressful because of the customer service or things like that. We just don't do it. There's plenty I can I could have preserved all those tomatoes. I could have fed them to the chickens. I can keep like we can keep it pretty small just because it's not worth it. But we do it because we love people. We love our community. We love being able to provide nutrient dense food for the community because we know the the lack of access that they would have you know our our closest grocery store is 15 minutes away but you know it's not healthy you know whole foods is a whole hour and a half away it's just yeah we want to focus on healthy relationships we want to surround ourselves with people who are going to celebrate with us and not be those crabs that are going to be pulling us back that's just We've made that conscious decision for ourselves, for our family, to have that growth mindset, to be um, one of abundance instead of having scarcity mindset. And we're trying to just live, live that life out. And like you mentioned, we're not perfect at it. We, you know, there are things we need to work on. You know, obviously we need to cultivate some of these relationships and stuff. And but overall we do identify like some of these friendships that we have and we'll go deep. We'll double down on them. These are friendships that we've had from a long time ago or friendships that we've recently um, have created or formed. And we know that this is what we want to double down on. And it's not for financial reasons or, or skill sets or whatnot. It's because we truly value these people and we want to be like we said in so many episodes, we want to be in community like this this is our definition of community, and everyone has a, a different definition of community, and we've gone through different stages from you know being in California and what our idea of what community looked like in the Bay Area to when we were up in Lincoln and what that looked like to here in Tennessee, and what does that look like for us? And obviously, it's constantly evolving, but and that, that's one other thing, too. We're, we're teaching our children to never be complacent. We want to always push push the envelope. You always want to, and it's not to just, okay, we're not just, because I, I hate that word settling. It's always not a, it's not a good word. It's not a good word in, in real estate when a house settles and starts cracking and everything. Um, I don't, you don't never want to settle in a relationship and we don't want our children just to settle with status quo. We want us, we want them to continue to push their comfort zone. And actually a great example was um, recently when bow hunting and we took the skill sets we learned from archery and just taking it to that next level of, okay, now you learn how to, you know, operate this compound bow. How are you going to get food on the table now? How are you going to go hunt? And for me, I know this was a huge 
mental barrier for me growing up in the city being asian i mean whatever just throwing all these things out and i'm i'm a people pleaser i need to be like a performer and there's like all these things that are like blocking me and i and i actually shared with you that even when i go to a sporting goods store i don't I, I was always uncomfortable walking over the fishing and hunting aisles. Like I felt like I didn't belong there. I don't know why. It's just it's a store, and this is. But wow, things have changed because back in San Jose, where I grew up, I didn't even want to go into a Home Depot or a Lowe's because I felt like I'm not handy. Like, and so, and I was able to overcome that <laughs> by homesteading and being forced to become handy, right? And to now. This year, you know, we have good friends that invited us over and we went to Kentucky and taking and learning how to bow hunt and just gaining that confidence. And like, there's always something new to learn. You just have to be willing to identify those opportunities and to seize that opportunity and to just go after it and just push outside of your comfort zone. So, yeah, definitely, we want to surround ourselves and have healthier relationships, but also. How do we up our game? How do we up our lifestyle? Like this all adds to our homesteading. This all adds to farming and where we want to take it. And and we know that our children are watching us. And so, and we didn't. We kind of touched about it a little bit. I mean, the whole lifestyle career. You totally made a, a one eighty. I mean, not only did we did homesteading, like we could have just settled and just stayed in California, but no, we pushed it, right? You you took it to the next level by leaving your job and actually devoting this past year to writing a cookbook and spending quality time with your parents like this because, once again, prioritizing what's important in our lives. It's just living an intentional life, right? And finding who our ride or dies are. So, actually, I was down in SoCal and um, that first day I had said, hey, you know, I told, I have one good friend that I was like, hey, I'm going to be down here. And I promised to send her a book and I haven't yet. And so I said, I have an extra book, you know, can can you meet up? And she, I said, I'm here for the next 24 hours and then I'm, I'm out. Uh, and she drove like four hours to come, like through traffic, of course, it's LA traffic. And she drove four hours to get to me. And we had dinner that night and with my other friends. And she said, I said, this is my ride or die. And she said, all right, well, you know, and they all got along. The, the thing is like, these, they all, we all know that we all have high standards and these are the select, these are the select. And so she said, well, she had a, she had a good quote. This might be a, a blog post one day. She said, if she's your ride or die, then I'm carpooling. it was joy and she said um you know uh, there's if she's your friend and she trusts you Mm -hmm. then you're my friend um and i trust you and like how incredible is that you're only going to get that from people who have extremely high standards so high you know and and she's just just a wonderful wonderful loving human being a wonderful soul to have and then the same thing happened in, in NorCal because after this I went up to NorCal to visit some um, sometime with some friends and family. Um, and there was another friend up there that I told her, "Hey, I'm." I tried to call her; her phone didn't work, and so I just texted her that morning. I'm like, "Hey, I've got today. If you're around, love to see you. I owe you a book. I owe her a book too." Um, so I got a lot of things done, <laughs> mm-hmm. but she she worked on a book that she sent over. Um, and we, we were going to trade. So, she, so I just, I've been pretty busy, so I didn't send it out yet. And so she, she was like, yeah, where are you going to be? And I said, well, I'm in Palo Alto for the day. Um, but it won't be till seven o'clock at night. And she said, okay, I'll be there. And she brought her, her child and we got to meet up and we, we just had a blast. And she's like, thank you so much for reaching out to me. I'm like, yeah, I didn't let anybody know, you know, I don't tend to let people know when I'm out, but um, these are the people, th- these are the people that, you know, I'm so grateful for to have in my life to be able to say, um, hey, I'm in town. Mm-hmm. Do you want, I'm, I'm here for 24 hours. Do you want to come meet up? And they will move hell or high water. They're coming. Yeah. And 
Oh, she also had a list. She came to me. We had a great dinner. And at the very end, she whipped out like a whole full stack of paper. And she was like, can I ask you a couple of questions? And I'm like, sure. She had like rapid fire, you know, asking me about cholesterol. Uh, what do you, what are your thoughts on it? What do you think about it? You know, and I gave her a list of books as well. You know, she's like, what about like holistic dentistry? Where do you buy your grass fed food? You know, grass fed, grass finished meat around here, you know, and it's just, all right, that's just awesome. It's just great. Mm-hmm. I love to give that information away. Clearly, I wrote a cookbook about it. Um, but it like this is these are the these are the, also the same people that I know I can call, and they will they will come. And it's just and these are the same people clearly that if they call, I will be there. Mm-hmm. I don't need. I think. Maybe when I hit 40, um, I've just realized that we I just don't need all of the relationships, all of the friendships that I once thought that I needed and craved, because when the time of need came, many weren't there. And so in the last, definitely the last year, when we hit 40 this year, I don't know what happened. It's like a flip might have switched um, in my soul where I... I've got to go find the people and it's not going to be everyone. And I can't, they're not everyone's for me and I'm not for everyone. And I think I'm, I'd say confidently, I'm confident in my own skin now to be able to make that decision because I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste your time and I don't want to waste, definitely don't want to waste the children's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really powerful, really good stuff. Now we're um, heading to 2024, and people are asking about New Year's plans and where, what do what do we think? What's our prediction about 2024? And first and foremost, we're just going to trust in Yahweh. Like He has everything under His control. And secondly, we're not just going to wait to see how 2024 treats us. We're not going to just stand by. Like we were just talking about this past year, um, and more than just this past year, but just having that mental mind shift change. So like, we're just going to continue to double down on skill sets, double down on growing food, nutritious food, right? Buying land, like investing in things that are tangible assets. We are just wanting to be more heads down, more intentional, as you mentioned, with growing those healthy relationships, friendships, right? Growing that community and just keep doing what we're doing. Like, that's how I envision 2024. I'm not letting an election or all these news and whatnot and whatever they're saying on social media, like dictate how I'm going to celebrate. Everyone's talking about tomorrow, New Year's Eve, how are you planning to spend it and all this stuff like that. What are you celebrating on what, right? And it's like, okay, and then it's like the unknown. And that's <laughs> that's what I'm hearing from a lot of people. And, and that's not how we view that. We just view it as, okay, it's another year, but another year to see what God has in store for us. But also like, okay, we're just going to keep doubling down what we're doing. Yeah. I think we're just going to continue to what Ramit says, right? Spend extravagantly on the things you love and cut costs mercif- uh, mercilessly on the things that don't. So we're going to skimp on everything else. I mean, we have a hybrid and gas is $2.30. <laughs> it's, you know, un- like, unheard of. It's yeah. unheard of. And I'm just like, I'm so happy. I got a $15 haircut. So happy. I mean, coming from a place where I used to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on my hair because I had to not just speak a certain way in tech, but look a certain way. It's it's just done. I'm so done with that, you know, but I'm also spending money on my mom, my friends, like where I just want to give and spoil them because those are the, those are the experiences that matter but yet cut on everything else. And so uh, I just want to encourage you, if you're listening, I know this has been one of our more passionate conversations. It's unedited. So here you go. Yeah, it's a little edgy. <laughs> but I do encourage, it's just because we hear so many from our clients. Yeah. 
we hear so many people who reach out to us and tell us like, oh, we want to do what you're doing, or we want to do this, and we want a homestead, we've wanted to do this for, you know, 10 years, or we wanted to do this since 2020, then do it. What's stopping you? It's you. Well, yeah, it, it, it's excuses. And I know even you ask me hard questions sometimes, and and then you're, and then I try to explaining to you, and you're like, you're just making up excuses here. I'm like, oh, and it's really tough for me it's to tough. hear it. It's, I know, you don't like hearing, hearing it. I don't, yeah. yeah. These are tough moments, <laughs> but it's also self-improvement right. opportunities. Well, the self-awareness is really important. And I think with my background in clinical psychology and doing uh, marriage and family therapy for several years, it's really just, you know, uh, it, it, I can't not ask challenging questions to people. Right. And especially when it's you or myself that is holding you back or I'm holding myself back. Those are things where like, I need to get out of my way. I'm okay with it. Like Those are tough truths. And I'm okay with that because how do you get to that next level? Like I'm honored to have a friend to be able to call me out or you to call me out. Like I want you to, I even tell the children, call mommy out. Like I'm not above anybody. Um, do it, you know, and, and, you know, if you're if you're there and you're listening, I hope that we can continue to inspire you. It's a tough journey ahead. I don't want to diminish that either. 2024 is predictably going to be a rough year. I mean, even on my end as a mortgage consultant and doing loans, home loans, we already know I got a heads up that the next quarter is going to be pretty rough. So just knowing this information, you can either you know, face the fear, um, or you can choose to cower from, from your fear. But, you know, I tend to come from a place of abundance and um, teaching growth mindset and having that mentality of like, okay, so this might be a year of a recession if we aren't already in it already. They also change the definition of a recession. But if we, if we know that, then what can you do Mm -hmm. to get ahead of it, right? Like we started our first businesses and it was 2008 during that recession. And so here we are heading into what I believe, if we aren't already in it, we are in another recession. And if that's the case, we need to be completely diligent with our time, our money, our relationships, and importantly, our health. And all of that is tied together I know this podcast is about farming and inspiring you to, you know, support your local farms or be a farmer or be a homesteader, but all of it is intertwined and it's, it's just all about raising your standards, you know, and, and as we go into 2024, I really do encourage you listening. Thank you for listening, you know, this whole, whole way through, but I really do encourage you to look in the areas of your life that you need to raise your standard. And I mean, also coming, you know, the heels of this trip, coming back from, you know, talking to my friend and really working on her mindset. And I'm really excited for her. She got a five minute journal. She was taking pictures of it and filling in like what she did that day, how she's improving, what could have been better, what's going to be better tomorrow for her. And, you know, I might have to order that journal myself, like write down, be intentional have gratitude for what we have, for what you have. You know, don't compare yourself to others, but like raise your standards for yourself and in every area of, and, and, and start with like one area of your life and you will see that it will spill into every other area of your life. And let that, that like embrace that. It's not going to be easy and you're going to get a lot of flack from people who are just like, oh, you know, but they can watch. And you will be in a better place by 2025. Absolutely. That's a great message. And we hope that we can provide this message of hope to you. Because even if 2024, you know, we are in a recession, and even if 2024 is, quote unquote, a bad economic year, there's always like a silver lining. You can always make, you know, you can always turn lemons into lemonade. It's all about how you view it. You're not just going to roll over and just wait to see how 2024 treats you. These are golden opportunities too. 
This might be a better time to buy a, a property. Might be a better time to buy land and assets right now while people are just sitting on the sidelines waiting to see what happens and watching the interest rates. You want to learn more about that? Reach out to us. You can reach out to Freedom Fundings, www.freedomfundings.com. You can reach out to myself as well on homesteadingrealtor.com. We'd love for you to follow us on Sprinkle with Soil. We're on Instagram there. Right. Well, talk to you about anything you want to talk about, whether it's real estate, land, investments, food, farming, soil, homeschooling, homesteading. I mean, these are the things that we're so, so passionate about, and we want that for you in 2024. Absolutely. I'm having my calendar fill up right now because I think people are reaching out, (laughs) getting ready for the new year, and wanting to pick my brain and ask questions about to make that next move, you know, to start that homestead. And they have questions on what to look for. Right. We need to limit those to 15-minute phone calls, by the way. We need to be super protective of your time. I'm just saying. <laughs> there we go. Right back at you. Yeah, I, I definitely hear you. Understood. Yeah. It's been noted. If you've enjoyed this episode, we highly encourage you to share this. I mean, we are just honored and humbled that yes. you are listening. <laughs> yes. This started out, like we said, as just a, a little pet project for our children to follow up. But... It's grown, and we, we love the call to farms. We love interviewing others and finding out why they answer the call to farms. And we want to be able to inspire you. I mean, if we can do it coming from the city, you can do it too. Totally. And this is and one of the main reasons we were able to do it is because we were able to get over this mental block. And, and that's one of the key key ingredients right there. And if we can do anything to make your path even easier by sharing with you some of the mistakes we've made along the way so that you can get there faster, hey, we're all for it. We're, we're here for you. So like I mentioned, reach out to us if you're looking for property or if you have any questions on that. We'd love to have you. Please share this episode. Please like it. Please subscribe to it. We are just, we thank you so much for it. Yeah, thank you so much for a great 2023. It's been amazing to get to know all of you, whether you've reached out to us on Instagram, on our website, on our blog, uh, you know, on our YouTube channel. It's just been so awesome. And what an honor to be able to be a part of your your day and your time because you know like i said it's be super protective of your time and so because of that i we are so grateful that you are giving us your time we're wishing you a very happy and prosperous 2024 and just do everything you can to be healthy happy new year everyone we'll see you in 2024